When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. If you've been listening to our podcasts all week, and I'm sure you have because we're excellent, you crave <laughs> us, you're addicted to us. I'm sure you've noticed, Jacob, not originating from studio with me, told me at the break just now, he's in the Grand Canyon. We think this might be the first show on Steelers Nation Radio to have part of it originate from the Grand Canyon. Uh, it's amazing the service you have down there. I was honestly worried, Tom. When we talked about doing this, you know, me remote out of studio all week i was like okay i know i'll be in areas where i could have decent cell service but i've never been to the grand canyon before i have no idea uh what cell service was there to be found in that area i am mere yards away tom i can see i'm in a parking lot right now i can see the top of the canyon i can't look (laughs) down upon it but that's how i am mere yards away and the cell service is great have you gone? I, I, I hear you loud and clear. You hear me loud and clear. Have you gone down to the canyon yet, or is that today? Is that a today thing? No, we did some of it yesterday. We're going to do a little bit more today. It's it's a it's a crazy, 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 crazy place to be at. What do you it's beautiful? You, you have to ride. Did you ride down on those burrows? Right, like you have to. You have to no, ride. No, no, no burrows. No Joe burrows in sight today. Uh, but I'm honored to be. Uh, what we pr- can only presume to be the first <laughs> SNR broadcast. Uh, coming from the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I mean, Wolf is a well-traveled man, so he might have something to say about that. But then again, I don't know if Wolf can operate the onsip, so we might we might, <laughs> we might be safe. We might be safe there. Wolf's traveling, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know about his dialing in to do the show. Yeah, that part of definitely. it. That part of it could be a bit of a problem. Uh, before we get to Tyler Boyd, before we get to uh, Mason Rudolph. Want to take a look at the latest as far as the Steelers injury report was concerned. Um, on Wednesday, you know, Tomlin did his usual, we're going to leave the light on for Kenny Pickett. Uh, well, he was limited again on Thursday, and he has been designated as out for the game against the Bengals. This means Mason Rudolph gets to start for sure. And Jacob, honestly, there was a part of me that thought they were going to name Mason Rudolph the starter on Monday during the press conference, and then come Thursday they are going to say, you know what, never mind. Kenny Pickett's going to get the start, and it's just – how much more blows could this Mason Rudolph cat take? But uh, he will get the start, pickets out. Trenton Thompson, the defensive back, had not practiced all week. He has also been ruled out. And Mika Fitzpatrick was ruled out earlier in the week. Other than that, Elijah Riley looks good to return. He was a full participant oh, again on Thursday. Oh, other than that, Tom, other than all that, <laughs> we're okay. Hey, man, you got to have some optimism. Uh, so. Elijah Riley, they need Elijah Riley. I mean, as, as absurd Absolutely as that is, they, they need him to come yeah. back in that secondary. So looks like he's going to go. Najee's been a full participant since uh, Wednesday. Looks like he's going to go. Uh, Siamalu still not practiced with that shoulder on Thursday. You have to keep an eye on him today. Um, Broderick Jones, Pat Fryermuth, Cam Hayward, all full participants. And Cam Hayward had cleared concussion protocol, we found out yesterday. So 
Pickett, Thompson, Minka for sure out. Siamalu, kind of keeping my eye on him, but other than that, it looks like everybody's going to play. And then on the Bengals side of the street, Jamar Chase has been ruled out. And then everybody else who has been on their practice report has been a full participant in practice since Wednesday. So other than Jamar Chase, Bengals looking relatively healthy. Yeah, and I'm not ready for everyone listening, you know, calling into that post-game show that Rob King and Charlie Batchelor did after the game and saying, well, what the hell, guys? You didn't have Jamar Chase out there. You couldn't stop Jake Browning. All week long, you were saying, no, Jamar Chase, no, Jamar Chase. You should have stopped Jake Browning. You should have stopped the passing game. All I got to say to those people is look to the tape from a week ago. No Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. And the Colts still ran for, what, 140 yards, 150 yards on the Steelers' defense? And that's with a fully healthy defensive front. Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Keanu Benton, T.J. Watt, and Alex Smith were all out there. And the Colts still ran the ball down their throats. Uh, that play that everyone's – or that one drive that everyone's focusing on, that 13 play – or 13 consecutive plays that went on the ground that led to three points for the Colts. I just don't think, Tom, that people fear the Steelers' defense anymore. Despite the talent on it, they can tell how gassed it is, how depleted it is. So for everyone to say out there, oh, well, you don't have Jamar Chase. You should easily stop the the Bengals' passing offense. Well, my counter to that is, well, the Steelers don't have Minka Fitzpatrick. They don't have DeMondi KZ. They don't even have Trenton Thompson. I mean, we're going as far to say the Steelers are going to struggle because Trenton Thompson isn't on the field for them. So. I can't, I can't sit by idly and just let people criticize this team just because Jamar Chase won't be on the field. Well, here's the thing. Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are pretty good contingency plans at the wide receiver spot. Absolutely. And, exactly. But T. Higgins is starting to be healthy. their only offensive weapon. No, T. Higgins is healthy now, too. I think a big hindrance to him earlier in the season was that his health was a problem, but he looks healthy, and now he's going to be asked to be wide receiver one, and he's done that in the past, and he's done it to great success, and Boyd jumps up from three to number two, and he would be a number two on a lot of teams. Uh, I mean, the reality is I would take these two wide receivers over the Steelers' top two wide receivers, not Jamar Chase, just T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I would take over Pickens and Deontay. I don't, I don't think I'm that's a far-fetched thing for me to say. I think a lot of people would admit that. No, I, I mean, how many times have we heard throughout T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd's careers that these aren't second-string and third-string guys. These are first-string and, and second-string guys. The only reason they're in the position they are on with the Bengals is because they have a guy like Jamar Chase on this team. You have to have him as your number one. You'd be playing with a hand tied behind your back if you said, no, we're going to make T. Higgins our on paper, number one guy. Now, the difference is there are games where Jamar Chase, his numbers are less than compared to Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. But, and this is kind of a pivot to what you were mentioning, teasing coming out of the last break, was the locker room seems to be okay. No matter what happens, if it's T, if it's a T. Higgins day, if it's a Jamar Chase day, if it's a Tyler Boyd day, nobody cares. They're happy no matter what because they know they have the weapons that can produce any given Sunday, and they don't care which one. And sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's it's multiple uh, between those three guys that are having a big day. And, and you know, you compare T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd on the field, look at off the field what George Pickens and Deontay, Deontay Johnson have been posing as distractions for the Steelers team. 
Well, Tyler Boyd is not one to shy away from a microphone, especially come Steelers week. He seems to always have a little something-something to say about his hometown team. Uh, obviously, Tyler Boyd, a Clareton kid, and went to Pitt, had a lot of success uh, for my Pitt Panthers before heading to the NFL. Um, but this week, you know, he was asked about George Pickens, or he you know, was asked maybe not about Pickens specifically, but about what's going on in Pittsburgh. And you know, it was interesting to hear him say, you know, it just shows me that there's not real camaraderie in that locker room. Mm -hmm. And then he also did specifically talk about how he saw the play where Pickens, I think it was the play where either where he didn't block for Warren or he was supposed to kind of set up quote unquote pick, you know, one of those rub routes. And he just was, he was very lazy in Boyd's eyes or didn't chase down the defender like he should have. And Boyd was kind of framing that as, you know, that's on them. They got to figure that out. But, you know, for me playing that same position, like that would never fly. Like that's not anything that, you know, I would put my name to. I know times can get tough. Times have gotten tough for me. But you got to, you know, that's when your true colors show is when times get tough. And and even though things aren't going your way, you you have to continue to put in your absolute best effort. Now, that's received some ire from other Steelers. You know, Joey Porter Jr. said he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not in our locker room. Cam Hayward, maybe not specifically to that, but has said to everybody talking out there, you know, you don't know your our locker room. You're not in our locker room. What you're saying is wrong. They might be right, but what I will say, what what I took away from what Tyler Boyd said was, this is a receiver who was an all ACC player for the Pitt Panthers. This is a guy who had talent to be a wide receiver one in the NFL. He gets drafted to Cincinnati when they're still in hell. So he's playing on a bad team for like the first three, four seasons of his career. This rebuild happens around him. When it's all said and done, he finds himself at wide receiver three. And instead of getting the boo-boo face, he becomes one of the best over-the-middle wide receivers, one of the best wide receiver threes in the NFL. And I look at that, and I, I just want Pickens to see that and say, I have more talent than Tyler Boyd. You know, hmm. I was more highly touted than Tyler Boyd coming out of college, and Boyd was a highly touted prospect coming out of college. And this guy is willing to accept his role and carve out an incredibly successful NFL career for himself, and I don't even have to go as far down on a depth chart as he has. I'd still project to be a wide receiver one, wide receiver two at worst. But, you know, he, he being Pickens, said, you know, people criticizing him, they're just media, they've never played football before, blah, 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 blah. Well, <laughs> this is a football player who is currently lining up at the same position that you line up at with some criticism, but also I think, you know, kind of a come to Jesus words from from Tyler Boyd, just being like, hey, man, like, and he's not saying this, like, I hope Pickens finds it, but just, you know, out loud from his experience being like, you have to be able to perform even when personally you're down in the dumps. And I hope Pickens listens to that. I hope he he takes that and he uses it in a positive way. But I kind of think they're going to, you know, take it the wrong way because it just that feels like the way the Steelers locker room is. It's, criticism doesn't go well with a lot of players in there. Yeah, Tom, I'm not a betting man. You know that. But I'd be willing to bet how George Pickens takes that. With an Whether eye roll right and a way, scoff? With the right way versus the wrong way, I'm putting all my money on the wrong way. <clears throat> That's just the, the, the track record that has been presented to us in that locker room. Mm -hmm. taking criticism is one of the toughest things that humans have to be able to do. Um, right. You know, no one wants to hear how bad they are. No one wants to hear that they did something wrong. No one wants to hear that somebody else thinks you can be better, but 
the ones that take it, use it to get better, use it as motivation, as opposed to, well, you're just a hater. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm great. I know I'm great because I tell myself in the mirror every morning how great I am. Like, when you are able to, yeah, it hurts to hear that criticism, but you're able to use it, you're able to understand it, you're able to see the truth within it, that's when you really can become a great player. That's, you know, what you want to see out of a professional. And I'm not trying to put words in Pickens' mouth. Maybe that is the way he is taking this. Maybe that's the you hear Marcus Spears criticize him, Big Ben has criticized him. I mean, a lot of ex-players, now a current player has come out and criticized him that aren't in the media, like Pickens said, you know, Maybe he does take it the right way, but I just I worry that it's going to be taken the wrong way, and and nothing that I've seen the past few weeks would really make me sway from you know that opinion that he's going to take this as uh, what does Boyd know? He's in Cincinnati. He doesn't know about Pittsburgh. He's in a different locker room, four hundred miles away. Mind your own business. Blah blah blah. As opposed to you know what this is a very skilled wide receiver that has been relegated to a number three role and has made the most of it to where he still is a a pretty concrete household name among, you know, hardcore NFL fans. Yeah, I'm with you, Tom, but I'm still going to assume that it's, it's sad to say that I have to assume the worst out of a Steelers player, but that's what I am left to do here. I don't think that we're in any position to assume the best out of George Pickens, because whether it's Tyler boy, whether it's the media, whether it's guys or, uh, reporters in the locker room, every time he's been questioned about it, he gives that eye roll and a scoff and says, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm just me. Let me be me, blah, blah, blah. It's it's nonsense. It's selfish. It's frustrating. I mean, we, how many times have we used that word over the course of how many seasons now with this team? It just doesn't seem, the message doesn't seem to be getting through to these guys. And I know you alluded to kind of, Ryan Clark talking about the cancer in that locker room between Antonio Brown to Juju to Claypool to Deontay and now George Pickens. Every guy in that line, all five, you've seen kind of go off the rails. Some obviously to a larger degree, but AB not on the team. Juju not on the team. Claypool not on the team. And now people in Pittsburgh are saying, are Deontay and and Pickens going to be on the team come next season or come the end of next season? People are unsure about that. And Ryan Clark has a point. And, you know, I would love for George Pickens to hear Tyler Boyd and say, you know what, let me prove this guy wrong. He thinks that of me. Let me prove him wrong. Let me show him how selfless I can be as a teammate. Let me show him how much I care about my team and not my individual self and my individual members. Let me prove Ryan Clark wrong. Let me show him I'm not this cancerous kind of guy. I can be a member of, the, I can be a valued member of this locker room, not just on the field. But I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't convince myself to 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 land at that conclusion because every time he's been posed in his short two year career with, hey, are you an individual guy or are you a team guy? He's shown his true colors that he's an individual guy. You know, it's crazy you mentioned the, the Clark soundbite from, uh, I think it was yesterday on NFL Live, about the, the cancers in the Steelers' locker room, and it's at that wide receiver position, and you, you listed that succession. And, like, not only has, you know, I, I don't want to say they've gotten worse acting out-wise from A.B.'s starting point, because A.B. is A.B., but 
they have gotten worse as far as on-field production is concerned, and they're still loud. A B doing this. Right. Yeah. A B first team all pro perennially. Maybe the best receiver in a five year stretch in NFL history. Then you go to Juju, he had a Pro Bowl type season. He had some good moments. Then you go to Chase Claypool, had a good rookie year. What do you have? Eleven touchdowns as a rookie. It was great. Then you go to Deontay. Yeah, he had a good year with Ben. He made an all pro team as a punt returner. And you go to George Pickens. It's like well, he made that one great catch against the Browns that one time. He had a, a 100 yard game earlier this year against the Ravens and mm-hmm. scored that touchdown. You know, you know what I mean? Like the the accomplishment is getting less and less and less, but the talking remains. Yeah, that's a great point. That, that's you. where I think I'm frustrated the most is like there's this attitude without any production to back it up. Like they're just acting like people are just, oh, you're just haters, you know. We're great. We're great wide receivers, but you're just kind of saying that now at this point because the on-field production doesn't prove that. Where you know AB was insane, but every Sunday he was dropping 150 yards on someone's head. No, I'm 100 percent with you. It's you were okay with AB doing whatever AB was doing, and honestly, Tom, what AB did when he was on the Steelers versus when he was off. Night and day. I know you can say some of the things he did while he was on the team were crazy and selfish, but we've seen A.B. off the field now. All the things he said, all all of his appearances, he's lost it, right? Mm. Even on the field, he wasn't as bad as he is today. And you still said, I don't care because you're going to go. I know you're going to go out there. You're going to lead the league in receptions. You're going to lead the league in receiving yards, and you're going to lead the league in touchdowns. I don't like why should I care if you're going to have – the great one of the greatest five-year runs in NFL history at any position, let alone the wide receiver position. That five-year run is good enough to get you into the Hall of Fame. And the only thing that can keep him out is his off-the-field antics. Yeah. So when you when you talk about Juju and Claypool and Deontay and now George Pickens, you can combine all of their on-the-field antics or off-the-field antics. And it still wouldn't be enough to say, you know what, it's okay if you were to match it with a season like Antonio Brown had. And none of them have come close. Not a single one have come close to that. And here's where I'll kind of go to the receiver side of the fence and kind of understand that, understand where they're coming from a little bit. Not that this excuses their effort, but I understand where the effort is being born from. This is now your third starting quarterback on the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and none of them have looked good. None of them. You want to tell me that Kenny Pickett wins games? You want to tell me about fourth-quarter comebacks? Whatever. The fact of the matter is, statistically speaking, none of these quarterbacks look any good for the Steelers. So that's obviously going to cause some frustrations for your receivers, but doesn't that, that kind of goes back into what Boyd was kind of saying in his locker room comments where your true colors start to show – when things are at their worst. And I get it, Pickens and Deontay. Like, you don't have, you know, Peyton Manning back there throwing it to you. You don't even have, you know, just an average Derek Carr kind of quarterback throwing the ball Mm -hmm. to you back there. So I I get it. I get where the frustration is coming from. You should be frustrated, but you're not expressing those frustrations in a positive way. In fact, your frustrations are starting to drag down the rest of the team. And that's where the professionalism aspect comes into things. And, like Boyd was talking about, like you, you have to put in your best effort even when all the chips are down. Because I've heard so many other people say, like I heard Mike Tannenbaum say on Get Up, like you know 
Pickens, maybe you're not happy in Pittsburgh, okay? And and maybe you're fed up in Pittsburgh, right? But what you're doing on film, 31 other teams are looking at right now. And say you want to get out of Pittsburgh, whatever. I mean, it's up to Pittsburgh, really. But say say you want to move on, you want to be on a different team. No one's going to look at what you put out in Pittsburgh and take you. They're all going to say, well, if things start going bad, if our starting quarterback gets hurt, yada, 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 this guy's just going to quit. So you have the character issues coming out of college, and now you're putting on film in NFL games more character issues. You know, I want his future to be here in Pittsburgh, and I want him to be great here in Pittsburgh. If that's not the case and he wants to move on and the team ultimately moves on from him, you know, it's not a slam dunk guarantee that he has this great value amongst the rest of the NFL because, like the Tannenbaum said, they're all seeing this kind of effort as well. So, you know, the professional aspect of this, you got to put on 100 out of 100 uh, level film each and every week in this league to have any kind of longevity, to have any staying power. Um, and you just, you're not seeing that with him, you're not seeing that kind of professionalism. He's just frustrated, and he's just letting the frustration win. And it's also kind of bleeding out into guys like Deontay as well, who I think in the past has been a hard worker, and I don't think you ever really questioned his effort. And then this year you just see a fumble skip on by him, and you're like, well, what the heck? That's so unlike you. To me, you know, that aspect is where he really needs to, you know, rein things in. It's not that you're frustrated because you're not getting the ball, because I get it, you know, you're supposed to be a 1,000-yard receiver, big breakout year, and the quarterback play is just it's just, it's an anchor towards you doing that. But the professional aspect of it is, in public, you act like you're getting the ball 30 times a game, and, and you're getting 1,000 yards, and you're getting all these touchdowns. Like That's how you should be acting, even though it's not happening. And internally, you can be frustrated, and behind closed doors, you can voice your frustrations. But you know to, to air out, all of your frustrations like he has not only on the film, but then also in media scrums. I mean, that's the, that's the main aspect that I think he needs to grow in. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the best point you made there, Tom, was he's acting like he's getting all these yards and all these touchdowns, where in reality he is, what, three touchdowns in two years? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still seeing him drop balls, and we weren't really questioning his on-the-field effort. We were kind of sympathizing for him a bit just because of we we could recognize the quarterback play wasn't up to par in his rookie season and in his second year when Ben Roethlisberger was still there we recognize that but when you show that tape what was it against the Patriots or was it the Cardinals with the fumble loss and he's just standing there not putting in any effort whatsoever uh to get the ball back that's where you have to say you know we were willing to bend for you a little bit, but here we are now. And you're clearly not giving it your all. You're clearly focused on an individual rather than the team. And I'm not trying to say he's the only guy guilty of it because I think there are a lot of people, but mostly, mainly so, Deontay and George Pickens, who are playing individual football and not team football. And that's where you see the media come under fire onto you. That's where you see the national guys and the local media both questioning your efforts because it's not just, oh, well, we know the quarterback play isn't great, so we know you're frustrated. No, we've seen the effort. We saw George Pickens on that Jalen Warren rush to the one-yard line, not give it his all, and, 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 and say it was because I didn't want to risk my injury. 
you know, everyone's response to that was, well, look at Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward would be willing to kill a guy, rather maybe even kill himself, risk himself with injury to get his team one extra yard if the ball wasn't in his hands. You can't just say these kind of things and, 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 and believe people are going to agree with you on it. Well, now it's Mason Rudolph throwing him the football. Uh, like I mentioned, third starting quarterback for the Steelers this year. That is confirmed. Kenny has been ruled out, so it's Mason's mm-hmm. show. Uh, Bengals, you ran all over them in Week 12. Pat Firemuth had maybe the game of his career in Week 12. Yep. More of the same. You know, I, I don't see why you wouldn't go back to that well against this team when it worked so well for you uh, the last time you played them. So I want to see a lot of that. The Bengals also give up, I think, the most plays of 20-plus yards or more in the NFL. Like, they, they give up a lot of explosive plays. So I don't want a squeaky wheel getting the grease situation here, but a lot of, of shots to uh, to Pickens, excuse me, you know, that might be in the cards on Saturday. And and I will say this about Mason, and I've heard some players in the locker room say this this week as well. You know, he's taller. His release is a little bit higher than the other two quarterbacks. Makes him a little bit better on the deep ball, dropping that ball in there. Um, Mason might have the best deep ball of all three Steelers quarterbacks. Um, I would not shy away from letting him air it out every once in a while, but I think the main game plan offensively has to be a, a split between Warren and Najee, which was so successful against the Bengals last time around, and feeding Pat Fryermuth on a lot of intermediate stuff. You know, kind of kind of treating Mason Rudolph like the Bengals have treated Jake Browning, making life easy on him while also not completely handcuffing him and saying, well, there's just no way you're ever going to push the ball down the field. You take your shots calculated. You take calculated risks. But, you know, I, I want to see a lot of dump-offs to the running backs, a lot of handoffs to the running backs, a lot of getting the ball into Firemuth's hands. And the reason why I want to see that is because I just saw it work just four weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I'd obviously love to see it too, Tom. But how many times this season, this season or even in seasons past, have we said, look what you did successfully one week, just do it all again the next week, and they don't. So I'm with you. The game plan was clearly there. Just focus on that tape. Don't worry about what you've done wrong against the Cardinals, against the Patriots, against the Colts, because you have the tape against this specific team and this specific quarterback, Jake Browning. You know how you can meet this team. I just don't know if they will, especially because – Despite their run success against the Bengals, the last time these two teams played, in the three weeks since, the Steelers have had three of their worst rushing performances ever since they started running the ball well, right? They, they were running for 130, 150, 160, 200, 170. And then in these last three weeks, they've failed to get to 100 yards as a team. I don't know if they're going to focus more on the take from the last three weeks or are they going to focus more on the tape from the last time they played this Bengals team? I have a feeling it's the former and not the latter. Well, we'll make our official predictions at the end of Fireside Friday, uh, which is coming up in the next episode. But before we get there, I want you to tell you to gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team. And one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrestor Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, the Tanger Outlets, or online at shop.steelers.com. We'll light the fireplace next. We'll take a look around the NFL. Things are heating up in the playoff races as it is week 16, just three more games to go for everybody 
in the league. So we'll talk about Week 16's action. We'll make our triple play picks, and we'll make our official Steelers prediction. That's all on the way next on the Steelers Standard. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.